You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. Oneofus.net and all of the shows on it are 100% subscriber supported. Please consider becoming a subscriber to oneofus.net. Keep the site and all of our great shows going and get some terrific bonus content as well. Three of us, Frank, Harmony, say hello, Harmony. Hello, Harmony. And Jamarco. Good evening. We three have been trying to uh, review the new documentary, Tina, which is uh, very, very cunningly titled and based on the life and career of one Miss Tina Turner. We've been trying to get together to record this for what seems like a hot minute because um, a couple of us, myself and Jamarco, have uh, had just fluctuating schedules and things have come up and life has happened. I am the I'm the solid rock of one of us dot net. <laughs> I was gonna say that that Harmony has been a champ through our um, dealing with our lives, and so I just want to say Harmony, you're the best. This is the HBO Max documentary Tina, based on the life and career of Tina Turner, and it is uh, directed by Daniel Lindsay and T.J. Martin, who uh, directed co-directed. Um, the documentary LA 92 from back in 2017, uh, which was a really, really hard, really intense, uh, but really fascinating and probing look into the the LA riots um, and everything that led up to the LA riots following the Rodney King verdict. Um, And so once I knew that they were attached to this, that they were responsible for this, I knew this wasn't going to be just like a behind the music. I had the inspiration when I was at the breakfast table sort of type of documentary, although there is some of that. This is a look at really the different phases of Tina Turner. It really gets to the heart of just different incarnations that she's had. It's, it's not a puff piece. It, it's, it's really stark. It opens the, with her saying, you know, it's, it's been a hard life. There's been some good stuff in there, but uh, it's mainly been a hard life. And she's not kidding. We go through like from our beginnings in Nutbush, Tennessee. We go to the beginning of, I can, of, of the Icantina and their explosion. And... The really the the down like period when she was trying to become just her and how much of a struggle that was and man how she was basically performing anywhere that would have her and then to to the rock icon that we know her today so this really hit me hard like I was there are times I wasn't even looking at the screen I was tearing up I and then I, I was feeling inspired in the second half and. It was just this gamut of emotions, and I don't think I've ever felt, I've ever seen a documentary that really got this close to um, someone's uh, personal experiences, as well as this documentary did. What did you guys feel? Hopefully you guys felt the same, that it wasn't just me being like a softie. I agree 100%, and uh, I'll just pretty much piggyback off everything you just said, um, but I will add that I was excited, not only through the directors, but... Me being like, I'm a big music fan, so when I knew HBO was doing a Tina Turner documentary, I lit up. Because I love their uh, Kurt Cobain documentary. Uh, they had a Bee Gees documentary last year that was really good. That one. That one is a yeah. really great documentary. And they re-released that. That's been re-released on HBO Max with like additional interviews and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that, that one, one blew my mind. And the thing I appreciate about um, these sort of documentaries and why I brought up these two in particular is because these are two, these three, Tina, Nirvana, and the Bee Gees, they're artists that we all know. 
but we don't mm-hmm. really know them, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, right. we all love, um, you know, all their songs, but just to get, like, back and forth about the people they interacted with and what led to their rise and fall in some points, it really, really struck my attention. So when it came to a Tina Turner story, I was like, oh, we all know Tina's Turner story. And then I watched it, I'm like, oh, I don't know shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, like... I know the hits. Yeah, know we know Proud Mary and What's Love Got to Do With It, yeah. all those great, great moments. But to know the woman, Tina Turner, you know, get mm-hmm. to know her philosophy from from her mouth, you know, it was... I I was engulfed in the highs and the lows and you know you see appearances from oprah and of course the woman who famously betrayed her miss angela bassett the queen of wakanda herself showed up and that was a great surprise i mean i was like if you're gonna talk about tina you gotta have her right and um as far as it goes like like you said like just her story was just so moving in um so many sense just to see I think she started singing when she was like a teenager. Like no practice, no rehearsal. Just like, oh no, I, I can just sing it's and dance. T- total, totally, totally instinctual. And that's what was so like. I mean, my God, what a gift. I mean, that's just her natural artistry. Inherent talent is just amazing. And I really like this documentary that it's real footage. You talk about vintage and vintage and present and present day mixed. Yeah, exactly. And I, I love it when they do that without being, you know, like, I mean, Kim's Bur- Kim Burns is great, but sometimes it's like too much. Like, let's turn the camera and zoom in. And I really, I really liked how this was made. I loved, you know, of course, it has a great soundtrack because it's all Tina Turner. You know, I mean, how can you, how can you beat that? Was anyone not in their living room like dancing to that concert footage as the credits roll? That was awesome. I was just like, I was jamming. Yeah, because she's just one of the great. I don't think she gets enough props being one of the greatest live showmen or show like one of the greatest lead performers. It's hard. It's like to fill a stadium. That's amazing. I was watching this and I remember thinking when I was a kid in the 80s that I had no idea who Ike Turner is, like Ike Turner was back when I was a kid because all I knew was Tina Turner. So Tina, if you're listening, like in the 80s, I had no clue who he was. No, I didn't care who he was until like much later when the Angela Bassett movie came out. And you brought up a good point, Harmony, because half of this, I was joking with Frank for a recorder. I was like, they should have just titled this documentary, stop asking me about Ike. Yeah, f- fuck Ike, man. Like he's dead. That's what I wanted to bring up. Was like, this was such a precursor to the Me Too movement. Like they, we didn't really have anything going viral. Um, so for uh, Tina to share her story about Ike, Really, you never realize how many doors that open for people. Well, I think that speaks to how she didn't think her story was that special. It's not that it's not special. It's like it's very common. Like there's a lot of abuse out there, a lot of partner abuse, stuff like that. You know, anytime that you're talking about trauma or something like it brings up those feelings again. And I can see where you just after, you know, 50, 60 years of talking about him, you just don't want to talk about him anymore. For this woman, I I think it's also a testament to like this woman who's been famous longer than I've been alive, longer than all of us have been alive. It's a testament to to her power as as an artist, as, as a performer, as a musician, how much she was able to separate and create her own identity. I guess for me, because like growing up in a black household, What's Love Got to Do It was on repeat on every channel every weekend. I was familiar with the Tina Turner story, you know, like the the Ike and Tina, you know, fiasco, whatever you want to call it, was always kind of ingrained in history. You know what I mean? So, you know, you see, like, it's weird to think about it now. It's bugged out. You see memes of Doris Fishburne as Ike Turner. And, like the cake and the ice and like the whole, like that restaurant scene. Yeah. Eat the cake anime, all that. It gets very comical. 
But then you watch it, you're like, there's no eat the cake. Like, I, for all intents and purposes, tortured this poor woman. Like she said it herself. <laughs> it's torture. There's a, a clip in, in the documentary where you see her literally like recoil from him as he walks up to her. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah when they, it's like they're in the studio, it's like, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an actual clip, you know, a vintage clip. And I'm like, oh, oh, you know, of course you're never going to see vintage of him beating her or whatever like that. But, but just to see the terror that she has had of him. I paused it at one point and it, it was like, it was when Ike first appeared and they were talking about how he invented rock and roll or whatever. And I paused it and there's like a, I wish I saved it so I could show y'all, but it was like a shot of his face. I was like, he just looks like the devil. Like he just looks evil. Like his eyes were just like, just had that snarl. And- well, it's also his, eye, his, his eyebrows as well, but uh, she doesn't have anything kind to say about him, but she's not, she's not bitter. She's let that go or like that doesn't define her. Yeah. There's a great point about forgiveness near the end where she kind of talks about how, she forgave Ike in the end and, you know, it transformed her, animated her, like, because I love the scene where she was talking about, like, yeah, just one day I just told Ike, yo, fuck you, basically. Like, I'm out of here. I'm fighting back. She doesn't have use for that kind of anger uh, in, in her life. And so that's what's probably also why to keep on being asked about it. She, I mean, she didn't have any use for that. Like, I mean, what do you want me to say about this? And the way you see it, it's, it's just salacious. And it's just kind of how the media, the media hasn't changed in like 30, 40 years. They're going to pick and prod and, and all that. Well, even now they're still like, you know, oh, this is her goodbye. You know, like, no, she's just, she's going to, she's fine. You know, <laughs> she, she had cancer. She's fine. Well, she, she's just retired, people. She's just retired. A fucking earned retirement. Jeez. I'm chilling with my husband. I'm gone. Thank you. She's found a nice younger man. I mean, she's good. One of the things that really made me sort of really broke my heart more than the um, anything do- dealing with like was her relationship with her mother. And it, I think it really speaks to her character, the fact that she took care of her as much as she did and gave her, made sure she never wanted for anything as, you know, for as long as that she could give it to her. But never, and did that knowing she was never going to get that maternal love from her. That just broke my heart. And seeing her mother interviewed broke my heart as well. You, well, you get the sense this is a woman who was never wired or built to give that kind of love. And that's just how it was back in the day. Like, there wasn't really kind of like a familial structure in, in a lot of, like, families. It's like, like, the mom does this, the dad does this, and the kids are just kids. There's never like, oh, I love you, honey. You know, there was never really out of that. It was always kind of tough love. And she brings up a great point about how, you know... Like, who's going to love me? You know, like, like she, like the fact that someone like Tina Turner can be the biggest star in the world, sell off stadiums, you're in Mad Max, like world-renowned icon, but at the end of the day, it's like, I don't know how to love. I I, I need love. I feel like I don't deserve love. It just kind of makes you go like, God damn, like that's what got me. Also, like her relationship with her kids, you know, the kids that, you know, she you know, became mother too. And then the kids that she actually had and stuff like that, that there was a real disconnect in, you know, she tried to be very, you know, stern and be mom, you know, with the big M, but I, I didn't get from just kind of the, the stories and, and the, the vintage clips of her son, who's unfortunately has passed now that love trickled down. You know what I mean? Because I think, you know, I think she loved her kids, but I think she, because of that lack of maternal and parental love, she, it just was really hard for her. I think she did the best she could. 
in terms of yeah and try to give try to give them a stable household in a very unstable situation yeah it's hard to give love if you've never actually been given love yourself well should we go ahead and uh, roll into final thoughts jamarca go ahead and roll into that before i get started two quick fun facts did y'all like i was shocked when river deep mountain high was a flop i know it is so iconic i was like ah and then it's fine that she did what's love got to do it at 50 i was like and to move on stage like that i mean the sh- and that is a cover it's a cover it's a that's cover. a cover it's yeah. a cover. that's what blew me away <laughs> when you think of that song you think about her and those pumps walking down the street just like being a boss but tina um i loved it you know i wasn't i was trying to go with because like i said i'm the thing i love about music um documentaries is that you walk away with something different even if it's an artist you love like for example when i watched the Bee Gees documentary last year like there were songs that i didn't even know they did when they were in their 60s they sounded like the beatles before they were doing like staying alive and all that so and and just to learn about them as humans and individuals get away all the glitz and glamour although the music and and the stage and everything we love it we know it we were singing and dancing in our living rooms but when it gets to talking about tina her story her rise her fall and in my opinion, probably one of the greatest comebacks in music history. Just come on, 50 and you're selling out stadiums? Come on, girl. Just when you get to that side, you see just the love and admiration and, uh, um, you know, just how much she's a national treasure at this point. Just just to see this little girl without no one would love her to be one of the most beloved celebrities. It, it gets a little lump in your throat. And it, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking to f- know that she still doesn't feel the love that, you know, she thinks she doesn't deserve. And if, if she is her, if this is her, Farewell to public life, then Miss Turner, thank you. We love you. We appreciate you. Thank you for the music. And you will, I'm leaving the puns to Chris, but you're simply the best. So with that in mind, I'm giving HBO's Tina 10 blonde feathered wigs out of 10. How about uh, chicks with really like interesting hair? Harmony. Oh, thank you. Right back at you, sweetie. Uh, <laughs> no. I I really enjoyed this. Like it, it's a long documentary because there's a she's eighty years old. Like there's a lot of history to go through, and they did it in such a way that it didn't feel like it was like nearly three hours long. You know, it's it's a long documentary. It was well worth the time. Anybody who loves music, anybody who loves Tina, anybody who loves documentaries, it's just this wonderful Venn diagram where it's just kind of, <laughs> uh, it's like perfect right here. So I can't really think of anything to like nitpick or anything like that because it was, it was all around enjoyable for me. I'm going to go ahead and give it, um, because I like giving room to, for improvement, a 9.9 out of 10 go dress shimmies you wanna see me do the shimmy again sorry (laughs) i think we're all just in hardcore agreement this was a really fascinating documentary of a woman i think that a lot of people feel they know or have an idea of the main takeaway is that this is this is someone this is an artist who's singular who was undefinable and who is still undefinable i love that this documentary takes pains to like know who she really is as well as the kind of artist she was you know she, i mean this woman was a trailblazer she uh, was a black rock and roll female rocker over 50 there you go <laughs> I mean, in the 80s, no less. 
In the eighties, yeah, and into the and yeah, into the nineties. I think she. I remember when I graduated high school in two thousand. She was doing like her farewell tour, one of her farewell tours. Twenty years ago. And, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you look at the concert footage and you see just how many different types of people, demographics, ages, races that she touched, and it's it's a real mixture of those. The, um, that crowd. I think it was very very beautiful, and it was all because of that essence that she had. It was very palpable. And I think this documentary knows that these two guys, Lindsay and Martin, they are really, they're in love with that. They're in love with her and it comes through. This is a really, really great documentary on all levels. Uh, I'm going to go 10 out of 10 James Bond themes because her golden eye is sexy as, yeah, as as can be. And uh, oh my God, to hear her say chains and leather (laughs) in a song is just like... Well, we'll say this about Tina Turner is that you could just refer to her as just Tina. Like you could absolutely drop the Turner and you know exactly who we're talking about. You know who Tina is. There's no other Tina out there that <laughs> is anywhere where she is. So, so honey, you can, you can drop the Turner. Like, 